Hey, Jaroslav, how are you doing? Hey, oh, pretty good. Enjoying the summer. <laughs> Enjoying the summer. Yeah, it's getting pretty hot here. <laughs> how hot is it? 30 something. I think it's it's similar to what you have. Okay. Not so far away. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I was actually at Java User Group. You are in Prague, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, similar weather. Now to the more more important things. Uh, what was your first computer? Uh, my really first first computer was um, the thing you could cut out from paper. But then you were pretending you were you were a processor. Oh. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 from the East Block, you know. So mm-hmm. that that's, uh, <laughs> it was quite difficult to get a computer. So mm-hmm. I I was able to get this. Then I what was it with the paper? Oh, I don't remember. I think it was some ripoff from uh, from a US. Uh, I found it somewhere on on the net, but it's like okay. you, you can you can just cut it out from the schematics and then you glue it together and then you pretended you had a like keyboard but you were actually you were moving the registers around and and writing the, the instructions. So, but that that was my pretend. But it was computer. without power, right? It was like yes. uh, set uh, papers. Uh, but this sounds interesting, actually. Yes. Yes. I mean, you can you you had you, you had a, like instruction set and you had some registers you could you could use. And uh, there were some examples like what you could write. So you could write like uh, I don't know, like a matches game or something. Like you were you were playing like two uh, players, and one each each one of you were pulling one or two matches at the same time. So you had to keep track of of the stag and like who pulled the last match. He, mm-hmm. he lost. Well, it was so, everything on paper, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, this is actually the, the most compu- uh, the, the most interesting computer story I, I heard so far. No? So, <laughs> but uh, okay, uh, and what was uh, the next one where you could actually uh, could have power? You know, so something. Yes. Yeah, a real one. So my own powered computer was Atari eight hundred. Wow, wait, one hundred thirty. So I was the the one hundred thirty. Just know the eight hundred XL. This was yeah. the small. Yeah. And uh, 130 was uh, instead of 64 kilobytes, you had 128 kilobytes. You could switch the the upper 64 kilobytes as an extra memory bank. But it was split into 16 kilobyte banks, so you could like load uh, more advanced games into that, or you could have it as a, as a RAM disk. So you could. So the 130 was successful of 800. Uh, yes, I would say so. It was uh, almost the same hardware. Okay. Like the same uh, video, everything. Just the memory was uh, was improved. Okay, and what you did with it? Uh, well, of course, I played games, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started with that. Which and was the then, first game you loaded? You remember? I think it was Boulder Dash or Bruce Lee. Either either of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember now exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boulder Dash, uh, yeah, Boulder Dash uh, was with the. It was in the mine, right? The yes. with diamonds. Yes, with diamonds. Oh yeah, uh, exactly. Like nice, nice, nice music. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and Bruce Lee was actually cooperative. Like you could, or you could even play the games. But it had split screen. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then then I started, like yeah, I got I got my hands on some Xerox manuals for uh, for mm-hmm. basic, and then for some uh, like memory layout and examples for mm-hmm. doing you know the tricks with with colors and pick and poke. Uh, Peek and poke, yes, exactly. That that was it. And yeah, I spent a lot of time doing that. And then I started writing other stuff. Like I, yeah, I other stuff. Why yeah? the Xerox manuals were compatible with Atari? Oh, no, I, I mean Xerox 
like uh, because we couldn't we couldn't get like original. Ah, you copied this. You copied this, right? Yeah. Ah, okay. I understand. From some guy who. Yeah. 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 It was just it was copied and cloned. It was yeah. It was not complete. It was just some excerpts. So you had to put things together and Mm -hmm. figure out. And I wrote my own like drum machine on Atari. (laughs) So cool. And and what was the input like? You know what you had to do to have drums is all like text input or how you um, control that 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 was uh if, if if you are familiar with with the trackers like you could you could put yeah, it was kind of textual but you could put the marks mm-hmm. at the tracks and you could you had like uh bass, bass drum you had snare you had uh the mm-hmm. hi-hat well all of those they were like simulated with the with with, with the sound synthesis, synthesizer which mm-hmm. was available at Atari with some noises and you, you actually you just you just wrote the sequence, and mm-hmm. the sequence was read in, with with certain tempo, so you you got that at the end. And it, it was possible to, to to save it to to tape, of course. <laughs> so so uh, so you wrote the sounds by entering a sequence, or of yeah yeah. So I, I wrote the sounds uh, by modifying the the noise generator. Mm-hmm. Basically, I was just. Playing with the with the different parameters till I was satisfied that that the sound was similar to what I was expecting. It was very electronic eighties, you know. Yeah, Jean Michel Jean. Yeah, or Kraftwerk or something. Yeah, Kraftwerk, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and this that then this, this was like very popular mode of of writing music. For example, on Amiga, where you had I think it's Octamet, what it's called. We had like slots which were moving in, in time, and for each slot you have several channels which you could put there. Mm-hmm. So that, yep. So you were and fascinated by music, by sound, basically. By sound, yes. I was. Uh, I, I was. I was trying to. <laughs> I, I I had a book uh, about uh, some audio engineering, and I mm-hmm. found there like you can represent you can represent any sound as a, as a signal, and then you can sample it. And I was trying to do this on on this eight bit computer. It was a bit futile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and what happened? So you stopped doing that, or what was your next project? Or uh, yeah, I did this. I was okay. I was I was playing with this. I was I was running my drums for a while, and then I uh, I decided to create create a database. I didn't know it was called database at the time. I just wanted to store like my notes and everything and mm-hmm. and, and addresses. And have a nice tech UI, which was limited by the, the yeah, by, by the graphical modes or text modes of, of the Atari at the time. Mm-hmm. So I came up with something which was uh, very, like, fairly similar to to TurboVision later, much later on. So mm-hmm. I had all these windows and then menuses and everything. So I was I was playing with that. I was just just trying to. You did it from scratch. Do you use interface? Yes. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, there was nothing like for, for the eight bits. Mm-hmm. Like you started with the ROM basic and and I did I, I, I was at the time I, I was programming basic, like basic and turbo mm-hmm. basic. It was pretty improved basic. How much time you spent to programming? <sighs> Almost all my free time. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> so, and you played the games or just programmed the entire time? Uh in the beginning I, I played games more. Mm-hmm. And then it's like programming was uh, 
I don't know, 90% of the time, yeah. maybe more. I was just, mm-hmm. most of the time I was programming, I was, I was just trying different things. I, I did the platform game. Mm-hmm. I was just playing with the, with the animations, like redefinition of, of the, of the car, mm-hmm. uh, car set. So you could, you could do very neat, neat tricks with that, with all the sprites, which were available. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what is your ultimate goal? So you had a goal, or just enjoy to know programming? I just enjoy programming. Okay. (laughs) So what you did uh, remarkable with the Atari, or what was the next step? So you bought another computer. What 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 happened then? I'm just curious. Uh, Yeah. Well, then I I got Atari. Another Atari was 500. No, 1024. So it was like big Mm -hmm. one. You know, 16. The ST was the ST. ST. Yes. And with that, yeah, I started using it for my like school projects because you could actually get uh, get a Pascal uh, compiler, mm-hmm. uh, so like C and all, all these uh, adult mm-hmm. languages. So I, in the meantime, I I, I started attending like uh, high school. Mm-hmm. It was uh, we call it gymnasium. It's like yeah. The, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the same German. Germany's gymnasium is like, you know, yes. there was a high school, I think it's a real school, it was like a little bit lower, and gymnasium yeah. is uh, more challenging. Yeah. A bit. So, so I was in my mathematical, physical class. I really wanted to go to computers because I, there was like spe- special class for computers, but mm-hmm. somehow they decided that because of what I did before in mm-hmm. my basic school, I, I should go to math, physics. So I was a bit unhappy, but we still, we still got it. A lot of, of, of computer science, mm-hmm. let's say. Like we, we could we could we could do stuff with computers. Okay. When was it? Which year, roughly? Roughly nineteen ninety something. I okay I started gymnasium in eighty nine. So Okay. <laughs> it's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, almost before Java came, right? Nineteen ninety five oh, was yeah. Java, so it was yeah. uh, not not that far away, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So Java yeah, but what did it, it is it's cool with it? So it, uh, you you had two of Pascal and C, and what was your next big project or the big thing you you did? Uh, or bigger, uh, or what you did at all? On, Just... on again, I, I I did I did some game. Well, you know these uh, these types of games now nowadays they are called that. It's usually it's a clone of, of Bejeweled or something where you need to shoot a ball somewhere and then. Mm-hmm. You, me too. So I, I I did something similar, but it was like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, five in a row. Mm-hmm. You had to shoot a ball somewhere. Then if if you matched the color, then it just disappeared, and then you could. Okay. So I, and I didn't I didn't know anything. So I started programming this. I, oh, I think I did this in the uh, in the C, and for that also I, of course I I went back to. To the sound, so I, I was working on uh, uh, on a player for the sampled sounds. So I was sampling my sound somewhere in, in the kitchen sink, and then. But then this is math, yeah, right. So I would say yes. the sampling is this a really uh, hard stuff. I would say. Yes. Well, I don't know. I I I, I did it. Uh, it was not it was not too complicated. Mm-hmm. I I I was just trying to. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to try out stuff. So I, what I read about, mm-hmm. and for for other like other, I didn't have uh, really uh, like a sample player or a sample processor. Mm-hmm. So you had to you had to do it 
by by programming the assembly code to directly modifying the sound output. So wow. you you, mm -hmm. you are actually sending the the level values to to the sound output. So, and then yeah, the, I spent this, and then school. Yeah, at school it was not that interesting. It was like mm -hmm. shuffle this, shuffle that. Okay, as like all, all the same. Mm -hmm. But then, then I got I got this book. I think it was like Pearls of Programming or something. Some somehow they managed to translate it to mm -hmm. to Slovak, and mm -hmm. I found it at bookshelf. I was extremely surprised. Mm -hmm. And it's a uh, it's from like seventies. But mm -hmm. even now, when you when you go back to to that book, like it's full of full of wisdom. Like it just gives you the the good engineering practices for software development. Like you, what's the name of the book? You remember this? It, I think it was called like uh, Programming Pearls or Pearls of Programming. I okay. don't remember. It, it was translated it's like that, but mm -hmm. I think it's 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 very close. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it like it, it brought me to the idea of of having invariants, preconditions, postconditions, doing all the checks, uh, like okay. figuring out all, all the branches and, and covering all, all the possible bad situations which can happen. So, and also they, it, it's talking about the, like algorithmical choices and mm -hmm. it's really nicely written. It, it comes from, from, a, from practice. Mm -hmm. That that author he's like putting together some examples like what he was working on, uh, mm -hmm. what went well, what went not that well, like what was learned from that. So that that, that came to my like, go to book for a while. Interesting. So so you refactored your software you know, to match the to match the ideas from the book, right? So yes, yes. So I I started like applying that mm -hmm. okay so uh, after the sampling so this was like uh, do you ever uh, you know um share the, the your your software with someone or you know what uh well just with with friends mm -hmm. it was uh was before internet or before you could use internet for mm -hmm. for sharing so yeah just friends and and what was the reaction they liked that or yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was no no A games like I couldn't compete with uh, with like professional titles. Yeah. No. Sure. Just still. small like hobby games. But so, yeah. uh, how, how long do you stick with the Atari, or did you implement something else with yeah. the Atari, or just mostly games? I think I I stuck with it for like two or three years. Mm -hmm. and then I I moved to Amiga. Oh, five hundred. Uh, one thousand two hundred. Wow. You always, yes. you know, you always got the best, the, the better one. Never yes, the basics. I, yes, I, I waited. Uh, I waited a long time for again uh, mm -hmm. for getting the new computer so I could get the better one when it was mm -hmm. there. But at this point of time, there were already PCs around. But you wanted yes. to have Amiga, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, one thing I really loved the the Motorola assembly syntax. Sixty-eight thousand, right? Sixty-eight thousand. It's still, I think, it's much. Much nicer, much much understandable than than Intel. Can you still write sixty eight thousand code? So at least hello uh, world or something. I I might. I, I would need to like reload a bit of of, of the okay. buffer. <laughs> okay. But I still I still think I, I remember the concepts. Uh, um, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it did had really nice uh, set of, of general use registry and, and mm -hmm. really logical instructions and mm -hmm. and and also at that time, uh, let's say that. That the Windows as operating system was not that great. So 3.11, I think, right? Yeah, 3.11. Yeah. 
when he compared it with uh, with Amiga workbench, especially on, on 1200, the new one I think was like three five or something. Uh, that's like you, you cannot even compare. Like you had you, you had fully preemptive multitasking. Like you could be running several. Mm-hmm applications at the same time and it was everything was running smoothly on 40 megahertz okay 40 megahertz in processor so so what you did with the amiga 1000 uh, well for amiga i i tried uh looking into i don't know what's called it there was a like graphical uh graphical program application maybe paint shop maybe yeah, paint paint shop pro right paint yes. Pro was yes. the one Yes, uh-huh. yes. So that, uh, I was fascinated that you could do the masks and then all mm-hmm. like composition and everything. And then, then actually, I think yeah, I, I did it for the Painter Pro. So they were looking for for uh, for localization translation. So mm-hmm. I also volunteered for that. So I, I I think I did I did a few more projects. Like it was pretty easy on uh, Amiga OS to do translation localization because mm-hmm. you had like external bundles and they were pretty editable. So I, I was, I was contributing to this. I, I learned, I, I learned English good enough to, <laughs> to translate from the original into the local. Mm-hmm. And what else? Yeah, I was, uh, I was using it for, uh, for schoolwork. Mm-hmm. So it, it became a bit cumbersome after a while because everybody was using PC, mm-hmm. but still I could do it. And also, I of course, I went out to try and create a game. This time was supposed to be RPG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had I had some trivial engine for moving around in, know, in, in, in the dungeons. It was not it was not not the uh, it was not like smooth movement, mm-hmm. but I was, uh, I, I did like animations for approximations or where you were turning and you were moving, moving mm-hmm. forward. There were always several steps. So it was not like, you know, the old dungeon master where you had like step, step, step. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there, this was more of a summer project. So I worked on it with my brother. He was, he was creating the graphics. Mm-hmm. I was writing the soundtrack music and, and the engine. And then we went out and, we also we sampled a lot of sounds for that, but mm-hmm. after I think yeah, after that my Amiga died. Uh, oh, so, something happened. Okay, you know what? It would be interesting. What happened? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. just I couldn't I couldn't start it. So there there's something okay. something electrical mm-hmm. happened, and and that was the end. And then I I was close to finishing my my university at the time, and, and mm-hmm. then I. I departed to to real life. So, uh, and at the university, you you learned some new languages or some or. Uh, yeah, well, I learned Informics for GL. Wow, this is unusual. Okay. Yes, so we had we had one semester, mm-hmm. uh, which was focused on Informics for GL, mm-hmm. and uh, well, yeah, C C C plus plus. That that's something I wanted to. So I spent some time. Uh, Think C C plus plus and yeah then then just like the basics of, of the, the computing so I had a I had a semester of um, like database engines where we were we were writing a database engine like uh, relational database engine to be precise mm-hmm. from scratch as a semester project. This so, is not bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. Like you learn you learn a lot of 
the the internal stuff you you can then utilize in your like life when you when mm -hmm. you understand how things are working out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we did we did a lot of simulations. Mm -hmm. Like my ma master was like mixture of computer science and operational analysis and, mm -hmm. and logistics. So we did a lot of simulations. So we had like special simulation framework, agent based simulation framework for anything. It was it was written in Pascal, so it was on top of Pascal. <laughs> Okay. This, so I had to go back to Pascal for that. And you also learned about Kaminsky encoding? Uh, no. Because I had some, some guests already, and uh, they told me that the Kaminsky encoding was big, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, because it was able uh, to translate, what was it? The uh, the Czech characters to what? To UTF, right? Or something like this. Oh, no, it was, it was maybe it was even before UTF. Yeah, but, ETF, never, but you were able yeah. to, you know, to, to print the Czech characters, right? Yes, this was the yes, result. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. This was yes, I, I remember, like, yeah, that, that there was a, a text processor which was Czechoslovakian mm -hmm. uh, text, uh, text 600 A2. Mm -hmm. And it was, it, it has its own special keyboard layout. I think it was this Kaminsky. Okay. And you had to learn the, the, the keyboard layout and, mm -hmm. and some, like, that key so you could shift. The special characters. What did it after the university? Well, well I <laughs> I managed to get on uh, on internship in, in Norway for a while. Wow! So I, sp I spent at the end I spent two years in Norway. <laughs> uh -huh. So um, I started as a that as a junior business intelligence consultant. So that was a, it was a company that was doing business intelligence. So I, I came there and yeah. The beginning was just creating some reports and then trying to figure out data and building like multi-dimensional cubes for for the uh -huh. OOPs. But then then we started actually. Well, I I started pushing to get more into coding, so we started creating our own systems. Um, In which language? Well, <laughs> this was Visual Basic. Ah, uh -huh, okay. <laughs> yes. And, and you like Visual? Uh, sure, Visual Basic was actually a uh, nice, right? So everyone liked that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was uh, was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, of course, it, it had some idiosyncrasies you yeah. had to be familiar with, but it was actually it was really surprising how much you could write in Visual Basic and mm -hmm. almost almost system level. Like, especially everybody was using win Windows at the time. It was not. You couldn't hear about Linux that much. It's yeah. like '98, so Linux was just getting there slowly. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, also I did my share of uh, JavaScript programming before it was cool. Mm -hmm. We had we had some web application which was supposed to be DHTML with uh, with JavaScript. So since those times, I really don't like JavaScript that much because I still remember the pains, especially the the browser mm -hmm. differences. Yeah. <laughs> Ask for user agent back then, right? Yes. So which browser it is and yes, so forth. Yes. And then you have to you have to write like big chunks of the code which are directly mm -hmm. uh, focused on, on the browser. But I think yeah Why, these are these are old things. <laughs> Why you moved away from Norway? So you didn't like Norway or yeah that was a complex issue. One thing is like we we still had back at home we still had the compulsory military service. Uh -huh. also, also, I applied for like being a coward and, and going for the civil service. Mm -hmm. 
but I still had to do it. I was I was trying to postpone it because uh, I heard rumors that that, that might be cancelled actually, mm-hmm. but I didn't manage to postpone it for long enough. That's one thing, and even after without that, I was really suffering during the Norwegian winter. Oh, so okay. After, after the second winter, I. I I was almost ready for for military. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, <laughs> for the army. Military, yes, for the army. Yes, yes. I mean, all other things were really good in Norway, mm-hmm. but when the winter hit and you have like three months without any sun, <laughs> just darkness. No it's, sun microsystems. <laughs> it's yeah, no sun microsystems. It's, it's really difficult. But yeah, the main reason was was my military service in, interdicted with that. So. Okay. So you moved back. And by the way, where you started in Prague? No, no. I, I studied in my old like hometown, small one. It's called Prievica. Okay. Uh, there is uh, the only interesting thing is that very close to that town is I think it's the most famous castle in Slovakia. It looks very fairy tale. It's called Bojnice. So usually you, you will see it on, on, on the postcards and it's like yeah. So is it close to Bratislava or? Uh, it's like 160 kilometers. Okay. I mean, Slovakia is tiny, so everything is close to Bratislava except the, okay. the eastern part. But okay. Yeah. It's, officially, it's called like central Slovakia. Okay. Cool. So you moved back, went to army, right? So I think there was yeah. no computers in yeah. army or, or the... Oh, yeah. I, 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 did, I did the civil service. So okay, civil I service, was, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was taking care of, of the... Of network system in uh, in a regional culture institution, I don't know how it's called. It's basically it's, it's the cent is is the culture center where mm-hmm. the all the, the theaters and, and, and concerts, everything is happening. Okay. So during the socialist times, it used to be like concentrated. Like you had to have this special building where you can have all mm-hmm. these things happening. And the, the building is still there, so now it's just being utilized. Mm-hmm. And I managed to get there to, to do my civil service. So. Oh, network administration, so interesting. Was it already yeah. IP available? I think it was, right? Yes, yes. So you so used NetWare? NetWare or? Yeah, I think I think Novel. they had NetWare. I think they, they had NetWare, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also interesting, so you can learn lots of yeah. th- things, right? Um, yeah. Network, IP addresses, masking. Yes, yes. And then like, de- dealing with the with the router and then with the internet company yeah. which was mostly dial up it was kind of shared dial up so <laughs> okay so what happened after after that so after that uh, well i saw with my best friend we started the company so he he left a few years before he left for switzerland mm-hmm. and we were like yeah we are so cool we are so young now we have like a lot of great ideas and we can just start this company and then we can we can start selling services to the to, to rich swiss mm-hmm. and we we actually we did it we started a company we we had we had some projects almost negotiated mm-hmm. and then 9 11 happened oh. and mm-hmm. the the main main customer was actually swissair at the time mm-hmm. so everything oh. went up <laughs> yeah and yeah and the, the whole company got a started just barely surviving mm-hmm. and it was not was not really getting better so after a while i had to i had to pull out and 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 find something else so i first i tried netherlands where acquaintance of mine 
from the university. He moved there, there I think, five years ago, mm-hmm. and he was looking for some other people to join. So I spent there two months, mm-hmm. but I couldn't I couldn't find any accommodation. It was it was terrible time to mm-hmm. to to find accommodation there. So after two months, I just decided to to leave Netherlands. Well, and I tried Prague, mm-hmm. and that was like 2002, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And since then, I'm I've been I've been in Prague. So, I, so and when you started with Java, so was it the first time I did something with Java was 1997, I remember. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, I was doing like summer internship in, in in Manchester. So they they used to have like visualization center. And they had this project for summer where they wanted to utilize all the power from all desktop co- computers to to run the the visualization uh, software mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. because they they figured out that they had like hundreds of, of desktop computers sitting there doing nothing during the night and during the summer so they they got the idea to write applet okay. which will which will actually which will download chunks of data something like SETI. Mm-hmm. chunks of data and process it and just send it back mm-hmm. so honestly this was not exactly my uh, uh, project uh, mm-hmm. I was just I was just looking over the shoulder of a friend of mine was working on that and I was like yeah this is cool like yeah so like so Java that, immediately. that's so nice yes mm-hmm. <laughs> I was really I was really taken away by that and it worked I, it worked I think mm-hmm. I think they, they've been using it for a while okay not sure what's happened now. But it worked. Like all, all of our projects, when we left after the summer, they, they, they worked. So I I worked. My project was in Python be- before it was cool. So now it's like everybody's like, yeah, Python is the new language. I was like, yeah. I was already writing Python in like 97, you know. <laughs> this is what I actually remember. So I, I did, um, so I started Java from, from the beginning and I did Java only. But I get constantly questioned why you're not using Python at the beginning. It's like, yeah, because I'm using Java, right? So, but uh, yeah. Python was always around. So it is actually, I think, even a bit older than Java, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think, I think Python has to was, be because back yeah. then there were already Python, you know, fan, fan, fan boys in my case. So there was no yeah. fan, Python fan girl, but one, so multiple fan boys who just wanted to convince me to use Python instead of Java back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that, and what you did, and you stick with Java since then, or you moved to other languages, or why? No, I was uh, well in in the uh, startup company we 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 started, uh, which went kind of bankrupt. Uh, we used Java, so uh-huh, I, cool. we we were using uh, Jahia. I think it was uh, mm-hmm. like a content server. Mm-hmm. So we we were programming Java. Mm-hmm. For that, uh, yeah, uh, I I really got into Java, and I was yeah, this 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 is my cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but then I had to I had to change like when I came to Prague, so that was a different company. But you know, you, you gotta do what you gotta do. So I I I was working on uh, I think there was again some Visual Basic involved for a while, but then I came back to to Java. Mm-hmm. And actually, I, uh, finally I became team lead for new project for content document management for for the governmental agencies so mm-hmm. we're doing that it was it was getting pretty pretty well on and yeah mm-hmm. the manchester which company was it was it- uh, the, this this was uh, it was called expert it was uh, like german czech 
mixed company. Okay. So the uh, yeah the the owner of the company he was in Germany before he knew some people. Okay. And they started you know standard standard procedure. Mm -hmm. So they came with something which was not here, mm -hmm. and then we came to European Union and everything had to be. Mm -hmm. synchronized so you you need to have a lot of software for mm -hmm. for the like official procedures especially for handling documents and, and retention and, and security yeah mm -hmm. yes so, so you did the document management system for the government i suppose yes. in java right again yes yes so yes. and is something interesting or what happened afterwards well it was it was pretty interesting that we were getting really really good functionality pretty quickly up mm -hmm. with that um, which technologies after, you used back then was it plain java you 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 wrote everything from scratch or it was tapestry actually ah okay <laughs> it was tapestry and it was it, it was servlet so it was not yeah. it was not tied to okay uh, to any particular tapestry uh, was huge it was like a secret weapon you know people liked yeah. tapestry back then it was yes. not widely used struts 1 was widely used yes but tapestry was like you know like a boutique solution, I would say, right? Yes. Yeah. But you could you could do so much nice things. Like I I also I did I did some things in struts, mm -hmm. but then when I saw tapestry, I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. you can you can do a lot of interesting things with this, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and I think yeah we we started using Hibernate that mm -hmm. was uh, pretty new at the time, so we we were we're offloading the the manual JDBC. Communication to to hibernate. Mm -hmm. It had its good sides, bad sides. Mm -hmm. uh, good sides is like when you want to do something trivial, it, it just works. You don't need to deal. Mm -hmm. with it. But then, of course, I think everybody knows nowadays that all these uh, foreign keys and and all these traversals and when you when you start chaining, yeah. uh, <laughs> so then it, it it can get really really confusing. So we, we went through all of that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, and what happened after the project tapestry, or you left the company, or was it done? Uh, it was almost done. Okay. Then it was uh, put in a drawer. Okay. Because yeah, there was some politics. <laughs> yes, you know, with the with the government agencies, always politics. Yes. Yeah. And actually, I I managed to get an offer from some microsystems at the time. So. Happened. How it happened? I mean, how how they found you? Oh, they found me. They found me in somewhere. I I had I had my my CV okay out there for a okay. while. Well, actually, I think maybe maybe there was some like internal database because before I joined this company for uh, for document management, I was also applying for position Sun mm -hmm. was QE at the time because mm -hmm. uh, the Sun was just. Expanding the NetBeans team, it was mm -hmm. in two thousand two. Okay, and I was uh, uh, almost hired, so it was everything went okay. But at the last moment, there there, there came hire freeze mm -hmm. from uh, from the Sun, and uh, they they asked me to wait for a few months. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I I couldn't afford that at the time. I I needed a job, mm -hmm. so I took the document management. So mm -hmm. and after like four years, they mm -hmm. they called me like, yeah, we have we have these few openings now. Like, you cool. want to come for an interview? I came for an interview, and it was uh, it was about NetBeans Profiler, which coincidentally I became very fond of because it was another magical tool. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, I was a kind of side 
sidekick I was helping a friend of mine to do uh, an application for automotive industry. I don't remember if it was Volkswagen or Audi. So they, they have some diagnostics and they wanted to have something nicer for that. Mm-hmm. So I was writing small, small Java, Java application, like desktop application mm-hmm. to, to interface with that system. And I discovered NetBeans at the time and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. There is no plug in hell from from Eclipse. Mm-hmm. And then when I when I found out that there was a profiler and I could actually see what is happening inside, mm-hmm. I was completely baffled. Like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> so the, then I got this offer to work on a profiler. And I was like, yeah, I must I must work there. It's like this okay, is my cool. dream, dream job. <laughs> I, I didn't knew that, that that you actually work for NetBeans because I was also a huge NetBeans fan. I'm still I'm st- still I like NetBeans, so uh, interesting so that you didn't knew that at all that you worked with NetBeans for the yeah. NetBeans team. Um, okay, so you work on the on the profiler. So what you did exactly there? Well, my original task was to um, add support for uh, for like enterprise Java. Uh huh. So yeah, I was writing support like integration support for, uh, for different uh, yeah. Glassfish, JBoss, uh-huh. uh, Tomcat. Like we had to, the, the profiler had to integrate through the, the startup scripts, uh-huh. and also it was uh, it was a bit more complicated because you had to start the basically profiler is working hard. Net, NetBeans profiler was working as a like two way communication. So you start with the agent uh, at the profiled application side, and then you were connecting via socket or shared memory. To that application, and you, somehow you had to hack the, the startup script in a way mm-hmm. that it communicated properly with the NetBeans uh, UI. Mm-hmm. So you actually started getting the data. Mm-hmm. So there, there was a there was a bunch of refactorings I had to do for that. But at the end, we we had a pretty pretty nice integration for up to date servers at that time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it takes time. And then also, I use it a lot actually. Your profiler. Use NetBeans to to find to find the memo leaks, and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, what I what I did was a trick. You could you could sort the um, you could sort the um, how to call it the the rows by number of cycles the object survived the garbage collection. And uh, what I did on the application server, I started the application server, and then I did it, and then I you could force the uh, the garbage collector to run. And uh, after, uh, if there was a group of objects, you know, you can easily find the root of the, the cause root of the problem. So this was really, really nice. And by the way, I think your profile is still alive because it's J Visual VM, right? Yes. In space, yes. this is actually the profiler, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, except except of all the all the integrations part, like mm-hmm. the Visual VM is mm-hmm. is the bare profiler plus uh, plus the UI. Mm-hmm. And the there were two modes, like the profiler mode and the uh, how this sampling mode. Right. Yes. Yeah, and the sampling mode was uh, almost free. So what I what I what I understood is uh, you just you know compared the stack traces, right? So this is how it worked. Yes. Yeah. So it was uh, was using basically the same uh, mechanism to get stack traces uh, mm-hmm. as the is doing. Mm-hmm. So with all with all the drawbacks, mm-hmm. like it is it is safe point biased. So you will get samples only at the safe point. So you mm-hmm. will be blind to some parts mm-hmm. when you when you have a lot of threads. Then it, it actually becomes expensive because mm-hmm. you are inducing safe points which are like long lasting and you are blocking all the threads. So. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, yes, it, it it was much cheaper than, than the tracing profiler. 
<laughs> the tracing profiler also gave you like total details where something was happening and then the whole cold chain, how you got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only possible to use uh, again development environment like on you know, desktop when you had a lot of time mm-hmm. and you could wait for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the whole profiling world is just moved mm-hmm. further away from this model right now. So. But um, what I also remember, James Gosling was a huge fan of the profiler, right? So uh, yes, yeah, he he really liked the profiler. So yes. you worked directly with James, or? Uh, no, no, I didn't manage to do that. I I joined. I think I joined exactly when he was leaving okay. or something. So it's okay, just, so too late. Was crossing, yeah. Okay. It was too late. So how long you worked for some microsystems? When I combined, like I worked in the same place in the same company for ten years and five years out of it for some microsystem so then we were acquired okay so you worked for 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 sun first and then from oracle so yes, half half yes. okay interesting yes. and uh so the profiler and you started to co- contribute to to btrace or dtrace back then or how btrace happened you remember that yes like <laughs> <laughs> um, btrace um, btrace was started uh, by a former colleague of mine uh, now it's a difficult part. Uh, his name is, I hope I'm going to butcher it, Sundar Arayan uh, Ayatinegatan. Uh, everybody calls him Sundar. Sundar. Mm-hmm. And, and he is like extremely brilliant engineer. And he, he worked for the sustaining uh, at Sun. And he wrote Btrace uh, as, a, as a tool for, for the sustaining engineering. So he could actually go around and poke in, uh, in the running application without changing the code. And uh, but Btrace was already around because what I remember, yes, yeah, this Btrace was um, announced at um, at Java.net, and I said this yes. is incredible actually, and uh, I always ask myself what is what is the relation to JVisual VM back then, and I knew Btrace because of uh, Solaris, right? So it was yeah. an integral part of Solaris. Yeah. So um, so he 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 did it to 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 better debug the applications or what his the idea. Yeah. Yes. Well, it is partially to better debug the application, and and the second, I think the second reason is like I can, so why not? Okay. Like he he discovered the ASM, which uh, actually gave him a lot of power about the instrumentation, and th- th- there is there <laughs> there is also hidden uh, hidden integration with the Dtrace. Mm-hmm. Not many people know about it, but he can he can actually he can write Dtrace probes from from a Btrace, so he can write. Uh, Btrace specification where in Java you want to inject the bytecode and the bytecode then actually will raise the Btrace probe okay. for you. Mm-hmm. And also there is a possibility to uh, attach the Btrace probe into Dtrace. So if something, if the probe is uh, uh, is triggered from Btrace, it can bubble up to to Btrace and we'll get like the Java code executing. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the handler, but this currently this works only only for Solaris, which is <laughs> almost nowhere because the the, 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 the Solaris installation and everything it's mm-hmm. it's not it's, yeah mm-hmm. the, it's what it is <laughs> so. yeah the uh, Dtrace maybe to explain Dtrace D, for me yes. what I understand Dtrace is like aspect oriented programming on the fly on OS level so what you can do is you can write like small wrappers around functions. And mm-hmm. then you get notified if they, they are called. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's just like decorator or AOP. 
and uh, with very low overhead, and you can actually add, you know, this 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 wrappers or how, whatever it is called around whatever like on system level. So this is was revolutionary back then. Yes. Because you could um, actually trace, you know, the operating system, right? So did I? Yeah. And Btrace was the same for Java. The same idea applies to Java to low level Java, right? Yes. The idea is the same. Um, of course, the cost is slightly higher mm-hmm. because of all the. the the, like the drawbacks of doing bytecode instrumentation that you will retrust from classes, then they, they need to be deopted, they need mm-hmm. to go through the cycle of, of like profiling and, and compilation. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, that, that was the same idea, like mm-hmm. very lightweight mm-hmm. uh, way how to like introspect the application mm-hmm. while it's running. It's and same, you were from the beginning. You contributed from the beginning, so you were... Uh, Yes. Uh, well, I think so. Like I, I found like yeah. How this happened? So we we went to it was like 2007, if I remember correctly. We went to California with Tomas Julka, Irka Sedlacic, the authors of, of Visual VM. So we are like that uh, profiler team, and we went to California uh, to meet with the serviceability team and to actually to start working on Visual VM. And at the time, I think. I think I met Sundar and he showed me this B-trace and uh, I really loved it. Like, because in, in an admins profiler, the way we did the, the class transformation was in native code and mm-hmm. was it's very it's very involved and complex and it was very difficult to do, mm-hmm. uh, to add new functionality. When I saw what you could do with B-trace, I just immediately jumped on on that and and I started helping out and, and coming with the with the ideas. Mm-hmm. And after a while, like Sundar moved to, to different areas. He started working on, on the Nashorn project. Oh. And everything. So he kind of phased out Btrace. He was not that interested in that project anymore. I just took it over and, and I've been maintaining it since then. Mm-hmm. It's still active, Btrace. It's it's still active. Well it it might not Seems so, <laughs> uh, but when I when I have some some free time, uh, I I go there. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to fix bugs. So when bugs are, are reported, uh, uh, I'm trying to find the time to, mm-hmm. to debug and, and fix. Uh, for new features, is yeah, it depends. Like when I when I have a like phase when I'm like totally en- enthusiastic and. I, come and, and create new things then there might be some new features there sometimes it yeah it might take a half year and mm-hmm. i just you know you know yeah. like real but, life but <laughs> is coming it, in, in the way but is it um still usable for people so is it used a lot yes. or or well i don't know if it's used a lot mm-hmm. i mean i can see on, on the github mm-hmm. that uh, th- there is a traffic still traffic going on it's like mm-hmm. 300, 400 hits a day. So it's not like high traffic, mm-hmm. but still people are coming there. Uh, the project has five, five and a half thousand stars. Mm-hmm. So that's something. Which is uh, extremely good for Java. But I, I'm not getting that much like user feedback. Mm-hmm. Might be partially because it seems like 90% of all the users are in China. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are not, I don't know. Just. Okay. It's, it's difficult to get get the feedback from them, mm-hmm. and I I noticed that they seem to be using this in Alibaba. 
Okay. Uh, just like inferring from 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 the sites which are from where they're coming to. Okay. To to the GitHub repo from the public information, but yeah. Okay. So um, what we could do, I could if you like, I could invite mm -hmm. you back and we can talk just about Bitrace. So how to do you know, and hello world with Bitrace. Just walk through you know how to if, if you're interested. Yeah, sure. That that would be awesome. I mean, yeah, that, that this this is one one side which I'm really omitting. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm more into coding than than doing. The tutorials and then it's it's difficult to show people that what what they can do with that. Yeah, just in a so, walk through because it's really yeah. interesting technology and we, um, it's also interesting to talk about the patterns. You now we already mentioned AOP and decorator and and, yeah. and what it can do and um, I think it could be fun and and maybe you know listeners uh, that they, they are interested maybe they will use Bitrace more and you get more contributions. Who knows? Maybe I yeah I, I managed to, to to catch one. Maybe he managed to catch me. I, I, I had a nice nice chat with Nitsan Wakar mm -hmm. just recently. Mm -hmm. And he was also mentioning that it would be cool if, if Beatrice uh, was kind of revived. So he had, mm -hmm. he has some ideas like how how we could make Beatrice to be nicer to use. So mm -hmm. let's see. <laughs> okay. So maybe you know to, to, to close the loop, what happened after some microsystems? You know, shows that that. that uh, yeah. So some microsystems. Oracle, and Oracle and Oracle. Yeah. You spend time on Oracle. What happened after Oracle? Uh, after or what, Oracle. Or what you did at Oracle time? Something changed. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, there were some changes. I at one time I <laughs> I wrote a, uh, like refactoring and, and language support for XML uh, Java FX script. If you remember. Ah, yeah, sure. Not not the Java FX API. No, I've wrote a book about yeah. Java FX script and yes. then it was cancelled. And my yes. book was already almost published and they they, they asked me you now what you should do. So okay, and then we've also cancelled the book, no problem, right? Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's so uh, I, I I did I did this. So we, we had really nice uh, like cross language support. It, you could you could do like fine symbols, refactoring. And you did Java, it at sometime or Oracle time? Sometime, I guess, right? I think it was still Sun. It yeah, was just exactly. at the end of, of the Sun time. So you started yeah. with uh, J Visual VM and Sun Microsystems, right? Uh, profiler. Uh, sorry, a J Visual VM profile. Uh, no, NetBeans profiler. So yes, and and then it was stopped the work, or why you changed the departments at Sun Microsystems? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I was just moved around because JavaFX got the, the top priority. Ah, the okay. Mm -hmm. So, so from the profiler to, uh, to JavaFX, so this was like some yes. they, they got more more attention by management. Okay, just now yes. to JavaFX yes. now. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, it was interesting. Like mm -hmm. I, I learned I learned quite a lot about uh, all the, the like tokenization and uh, abstract syntax tree mm -hmm. processing we had in NetBeans, like much deeper than I knew before because mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't need it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then it was effectively it was cancelled, as you said. <laughs> so, okay. And after after that, uh, I don't know. I think I was thrown onto some like mobility, like Java Mobile mm -hmm. maintenance for a while. And then, then you know maybe uh, Carol Harles. Yeah, yeah, Carol Harles. Like yes, yeah. yes. I had also yes. an episode with him because I yeah, met him cool. at the conferences. Yeah, Carol was a yeah. nice, yeah. nice guy. We had a yes. chat about mobile Java NetBeans. Mm -hmm. And then, then I honestly, I was, I was really, I was considering to leave Sound Record because I, I didn't feel very mm -hmm. satisfied mm -hmm. with what I was doing. And suddenly, uh, I got an email from. I think it was Karen Kinnear from uh, from JDK from Serviceability. Uh, well, she was for a long time, 
and just asked me whether I wanted to join the JDK serviceability team mm-hmm. that the, they saw the B-Trace okay. and we should be working more on that in, in JDK. Mm-hmm. So I joined JDK serviceability team. Unfortunately, we didn't do anything for B-Trace, but still it, it was it was pretty good experience. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and then I was, uh, yeah, that was four or five years in, in the serviceability mm-hmm. Doing things like <laughs> I spent almost three quarters of a year fixing all the security issues we had in JMX. If you remember, mm-hmm. it was it was like 2011 or 12. Yeah, there was this big like flurry of of security issues coming in from all. Yeah, and this was Java so one where the entire team said, "Okay, now we change everything." And uh, yeah. yeah, you were able via JMX to execute any code you like. Yes, and, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I was, I was patching, I was patching all those, all those security bugs. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, you know, then I started working. Uh, I was, I was mostly in charge of, of JMX, of course. Okay. At that time, so I, I prepared, I prepared like JEP for JMX two. Okay. Which built on on a work which was done by Iman uh, Iman McManus before, mm-hmm. and it kind of finalized. It was. It was kind of kind of nice, like the annotation. I forgot name, but uh, the, the, uh, the name uh, you, you remember right now, Iman, I think. Um, yeah, he had great uh, sessions at Java One, and he was yeah. a kind of a genius. So this impressioned me. You know, it's like it was the, this was the late sessions, and and with you know, uh, it was boffs mainly. I always attended these sessions because it was uh, always you know hard stuff about Gemix, as I remember. Yes, yeah. He- yeah, he's 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 pretty good. He's pretty yeah, good. yeah. And we we had we had some disagreements about about parts of the API, but it was like in in the professional terms. Normal, yeah. Normal, yeah. yeah. But he's he's pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, why you left then? If you do a great job, you know, stellar job, JDK service serviceability, GemX. So <laughs> again, Btrace. <laughs> ah, okay. So there, there is a, apparently uh, the the Duke University. Uh, South Carolina had a professor it was called Shivnath Babu, mm-hmm. and he and his students they they did uh, did a project where they used Btrace to plug into Hadoop oh. to figure out mm-hmm. the the efficiency of of the Hadoop pipeline, mm-hmm. and then actually they 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 had uh, uh, the the feedback there where they could change the configuration parameters on the fly of mm-hmm. the Hadoop system mm-hmm. to optimize mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. the current conditions. It was called Starfish, and uh, Shivnat came up with an idea to, to to create a startup out of this. Uh-huh. And he reached out to me as the well author, let's say maintainer. Uh-huh. Author was Sundar uh, of Btrace and asked me whether I wanted to join uh, uh-huh. the startup. Uh-huh. And yeah, I did. I, I wanted to try startup, and I wanted to promote Btrace. Actually, I did. I did quite a lot of work, which is sadly not that well documented for <laughs> for the startup. But it's still there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they are still using that right now. But the startup is still around. Sta- startup is still around, and apparently they are doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the name? Can you can you reveal it or uh, unravel unravel data? Mm-hmm. So they are still focused on on big data and, and cloud cost optimizations. Okay, and yeah. The only thing is, like uh, now, I'm working for for Datadog, which is how how you transitioned from 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 the startup to Datadog. I 
burned out after four years okay. in the startup because uh, the startup is located at uh, the Pacific the Pacific coast, mm-hmm. so it's west coast, so mm-hmm. it's like nine hours time oh, difference. Okay. So I yeah after after few years I was was completely wasted from that. Okay. So, and then fortunately Marcus Hirt <laughs> ah okay he, he sent out tweet like I'm starting I'm start starting cool secret project you want work for me and I was like yeah for Marcus definitely so Marcus Hirt <laughs> I think he came from J Rocket right yes and uh, also another kind of a genius or, or he he works on low level. Um, optimizations on yeah, the J Rocket, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. He he has very multifaceted guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surprisingly, he is excellent piano player. He doesn't admit it. Well, he says he, he can play piano, or maybe I'm I'm just a precious uh, <laughs> m- musical connoisseur. But I really loved when he played. <laughs> okay. So um, and you joined the project, the secret. Uh, can you reveal which secret project it was? Or oh yeah, that. Uh, Surprisingly, it's profiler game. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so we started we, we we started profiler. So Marcus Marcus got backing from uh, from the Datadog mm-hmm. for a new project for a profiler, which is production always on profiler. It's called mm-hmm. continuous profiler. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I put together a group. I think when I joined the team, we were like five people. Mm-hmm. Now. It's last time I counted, it was 25 or 30. Mm-hmm. So it, it grew up a lot. And you are still doing Java now? I'm still, I'm still doing Java. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I got uh, stuck in, in Java, so I'm, I'm going deeper and deeper in Java. So, so this, is, uh, this is great. This is, was always my plan, you know, to yeah. <laughs> have more yeah. fun with Java. And, yes, and you, yes. can, can, is the profiler usable? Uh, outside Datadog, or what c- can everyone use it, or what, is it a, like you know closed system? Or uh, well, um, you can use it. Like we we have uh, we have profiling agent. Well, it's even more complicated. So okay. we are using we are using JFR, which is coming okay. with with JDK, right? Mm-hmm. So Java Flight Recorder, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Java Flight Recorder. You can just turn it on, and that there is no magic. Mm-hmm. Then we are adding a bit of magic. Uh, well, just very tiny because most of it is based on, on the work of Andre Pangin and uh, and Async Profiler. Mm-hmm. So we we started with using directly Async Profiler, but then we realized we we, we needed some like Datadog specific things, um, which are kind of experimental and they they don't Yaroslav. make sense to to bring it up. Upstream. I will I will invite you another time. And Evan, uh, okay. uh, so the w- w- ones who will talk about bitrace, and maybe it was a good idea uh, for a show to, to to talk about you know how a profile is working, just on high level. You know, you can talk. You don't have to talk about yeah. Datadoc, You know, specific stuff. We can talk about the NetBeans profile, for instance. What are the challenges? How it is working? How to profile applications maybe effectively? And uh, yes. we c- we can we can use the Datadoc profile or whatever profile you like. So I don't care. Mm-hmm. So just know, I think it could be really interest- interesting for 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 the listeners because we never had a show about profilers. Oh sure, yeah. See, the, no, this, not this now. Is... Next time, yeah. because now we are. Yeah. All, uh, so, but this is getting more and more interesting. So, um, but um, okay, you did some magic. Um, because um, can I buy the profiler? No, if I would like profile something, I know there was optimize it back then. There was yeah. uh, perform assure. There was tracker, as you remember. There was a NetBeans uh, profiler, JVisual VM. There is the JMC Java Mission Control, mm-hmm. which is kind of profiler, I would say. 
and uh, and uh, now there is a Datadog provider. So uh, pro yeah. profiler can, if I have I have my small Java application, could I use Datadog to profile it? You could, but it's not the best use. Okay. Like the Datadog profiler, the the most of the functionality is is backend when we're stitching all the data together. Okay. And it's it's focused on on like cloud deployments when you have many instances. Oh, okay. You can do like statistical analysis on that. So, so if that, you're a cluster node of, of five of four servers, so you can aggregate the data and, and have you yes. know the aggregated yes. view, yes. which makes yes. things production okay. Yes. Yes. And you're still and working it, on it. I'm still working on it. Still, still things to to add to improve. Yeah. So. Pretty cool. So, you, so yeah. Java is pretty successful. So Datadog, which is Datadog, is a wow. kind of kind of startup. I mean, it's older, but yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. still still the, the the startup culture is not completely extinguished. So mm -hmm. you still have. A lot of like techy life mm -hmm. data dog. It's not it's not corporate yet. That's and Marcus Hurd is still working with you on the on the profiler. Yes. Even though he's got like his plate got bigger. So now he's in charge of the whole APM. Okay. Which is application performance management that includes uh, distributed tracers, uh, error tracking, profiler. Okay. We have we have actually we have something that is called dynamic instrumentation. We start with that uh, on the code name live debugger. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea to have uh, non-stopping non debugger in, in the production mm -hmm. where, you can, where you can define where you want to put those non-stopping breakpoints. Similar, slightly similar to Btrace mm -hmm. uh, in a way that it, it does uh, bytecode uh, instrumentation mm -hmm. and it has also a definition of, of like probe points and whatnot. So actually, your involvement in Beatrice uh, paid off, right? Because you got uh, several job offers because of that. Yes. So it was a nice uh, marketing uh, uh, gag, at, at least, right? Yes. Yeah. De definitely. That. That plus plus all the all the knowledge. Yeah. Okay, of yeah, course, knowledge. You cannot, you cannot yeah. buy it. <laughs> Very good. So I think. This is a complete cycle. So in, now you are a data dog working with 30, 30 engineers on, on, on the profiler and the yep. infrastructure and still enjoy Java, right? Yes. <laughs> Very good. Um, where people can find you on the internet? So I know your Twitter handle or whatever you have. Usually, well, Twitter it's, Twitter handle is, is Yardus with Y. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm I'm on LinkedIn. GitHub Bitrace, right? GitHub Bitrace. Bitrace.io, I have organization for Bitrace.io. So mm -hmm. you can... You can also shoot me email at info at btraza.io, mm -hmm. so it also works. Mm -hmm. uh, but that that's mostly that. I'm not extremely active yeah. in in the new kids. Exactly, like Reddit exactly and, here. And but you at least joined uh, my Airhex server, Discord server. Thank you for that. So if someone would is already in the server, there are a couple of hundred people. So you can also oh. send uh, send. Uh, Yaroslav and, and message. So uh, yeah, exactly, this is the Discord, and the name of the server is Airhex. It's just public server. You can you can join. Very good. So uh, the next, I would say, the next uh, episode is about Btrace, and then we can talk about profilers. Right? This is the right succession, I think. Yeah. yeah Perfect. Sounds good. I would say every guest is really amazing because you know I have no idea that it worked actually in NetBeans. I only you know hoped that we can talk a little bit about Bitrace, and it turned out no, no, you know, Glassfish, you know, Marcus heard, you know, you know, Carol is a small world. I would say it, it is small world. <laughs> Actually, I knew I knew you by name from from the NetBeans mailing list. Oh, really? Yes. This, so, this... but I never, just never met in person. But by name, uh, definitely. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, see you next time. Yeah. See you. Thank you. Thank you for invitation.